Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. All right, it's the Buckeyes Daily Blitz. I am Tito. Thank you for tuning in today. We are on FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. I'm Jeff Fidoff. Follow me on Twitter. At it happens, they call me Tito. We have a lot to get into today from over the weekend. We'll do a lot of football talk today. We'll do another one about basketball maybe later on. But let's talk about uh, what's going on first of all in Buckeye Nation with football. Uh, let's see. We'll back up a little bit. We will talk about uh, Brian Hartline, the Ohio State offensive coordinator, was involved in an ATV accident on his property uh, just north of Columbus in Delaware, uh, Lewis Center area, and uh, he was taken to the hospital, Riverside Methodist Hospital here in town. Um, the injuries are not considered to be serious. He's okay. Uh, was released on Monday, but waiting on more news on it, there is reports that there may have been alcohol involved, but Brian Hartline, the offensive coordinator, wide receiver, recruiting extraordinaire for Ohio State, was involved in that on Sunday night. Um, it actually was probably Monday morning, I think. It might have been. Anyway, no, Sunday night is what happened, and then he has been released, though, since then. So he is uh, back out of the hospital now, but no comment yet from Ryan Day or Ohio State, but that's where we're at with Brian Hartline. Um, spring game on Saturday for 75,000 fans. More than 75,000 showed up at the Horseshoe for Ohio State uh, for their annual spring game. And they had a, I talked about another podcast before this, but um, it was an offense versus defense. So the defense was gray, the offense was scarlet, and the defense had ways of scoring based on if they got you know, a, a turnover, a three and out, forced a punt, whatever it was. But the final score was all said and done was the defense 40, the offense 31. So gray 40, scarlet 31. Offense looked off, didn't look great. Devin Brown wasn't in there at all play for Ohio State, the other quarterback competing with Kyle McCord really for the starting job. McCord had some moments where he looked great, other moments he did not. The, the first part of the scrimmage was what they call thud, which is where it's not tackle. If a guy gets hit, gets hit and held up, it's like the the refs blow the whistle. So it was hard to get much going running wise, running game wise, because you couldn't really break tackles that much, and the quarterbacks weren't running because they couldn't be hit. So it was a bit of a, of a vanilla offense that Ohio State was running out there. Not like they would run in a real game. Uh, that part I think also hurt things. The offensive line did not look great. Defensive line for Ohio State clearly had their way with the OLs. So, and we knew going in that, and Ryan Day said that'd be a work in progress. Uh, McCord had decent numbers all said and done. He did throw a touchdown pass to Carnell Tate, but um, the, the freshman wide receiver who's having a great camp, but it was not, it, it, the offense looks like it needs work, which is what we expected. I expected that to happen. Uh, kind of a cool moment though, was at the end, uh, not at the end, during the game though, they brought Archie Griffin out. They do these things throughout the game where they'll bring out, like, they brought Garrett Wilson, showed up, and, you know, they showed recruits for 2020, uh, the incoming class, and things like that. So they, they had different cool things they did with that during the game. They brought out Archie Griffin in the third quarter and lined him up in the backfield. No pads, obviously, but they lined him up. Archie, I think, is 68 years old. Lined him up in the backfield, gave him the ball. He ran in for a 25-yard touchdown, untouched, and... It shows up the stat sheet. The offense got the points for it, which was kind of cool. Um, and it shows the stat sheet. If you look at the ones, the official stats that Ohio State sends out, it says rushing, Griffin, comma, Archie, one carry, 25 yards, 25-yard average, long 25, one touchdown. And he gave the, got the points for the offense, which was kind of cool to see that. So, um, But it's a spring game. You're not going to see a lot anyway. And, 
you're not going to learn too much about it. There's been great quarterbacks for Ohio State who had bad spring games before they were great during the season. One of the other things about um, this is that, you know, the, the transfer portals opened up for Ohio State. Now, Jake Siebert, the kicker, has already said he's transferring out, which I don't totally, you know, I'm not surprised by that. We, there were more people to transfer out. April 15th is when the portal opened up again through April 30th. So there's 15 days for guys to transfer. Devin Brown and Kyle McCord, the two quarterbacks competing for the starting quarterback job with Ohio State, have not shown any indication they might be transferring. Doesn't look like any of the running backs are as of yet. I do think there will be players that will transfer. There'll be a handful of guys. Siebert's the first one, the kicker. But there will be a handful of guys that will transfer out, and that's okay. You're going to have that happen with the new college football, the way it is now, with the rules where guys get the one free transfer, grad transfers can go play and have immediate eligibility. It's going to happen. So over the next few days, you will see some names from Ohio State enter the transfer portal that may go elsewhere. Uh, But keep in mind, this Ohio State team, what they've been able to do uh, recruiting-wise. Now, they had a lot of recruits in. This is a big event for them having a lot of recruits into the horseshoe for this spring game and to see what the game day-like atmosphere was. The band played. The band entered the game like they do enter the stadium. Really cool moment there. Um, and uh, there were a lot of the other things that go on in a normal game for Ohio State. Like I say, 75,000 people did make some noise. So Ohio State, though, they did get a couple of commitments. Um, they got uh, a running back, uh, Sam. They got a running back out of uh, Sam Williams Dick- Dixon, who originally – was at West Holmes, went to Pickerington North now, three-star. He is coming to Ohio State now. He has committed, so has four-star tight end Max LeBlanc. Now, just in the last you know few weeks, you look at the, the, people, the people Ohio State's added to their team in that 2024 recruiting class when they were under fire for maybe not having such a great recruiting class in 2024, maybe dropped off a little bit since, and they've added, you know, they got Mylon Graham, the five-star wide receiver, uh, they got the four-star linebacker, Peyton Pierce, the kid out of Texas, which is huge. They added James Peoples, the other four-star running back. Uh, the offensive linemen they've added, uh, Deontay and Devontae Armstrong out of up north here in, in Ohio, I think is where they're from, uh, the Cleveland area. And they uh, so they've added all these guys. And so I'm not worried about Ohio State's recruiting. By the way, today it came out that Florida State has been able to flip a, uh, a tight end. Landon, Landon Thomas, a five-star tight end who was going to go to Georgia. Now he has flipped to Florida State. So because of that, in the 24-7 composite rankings now, Ohio State has gone up to number one as it stands right now. They're number one in the 24-7 recruiting class without adding another player. This all happened today because Georgia lost a player. So, um, and I'll be honest, the, the recruiting stuff, these are all verbal commits that guys are giving. Verbal commitments are not ironclad. Obviously, we learned that from Dylan Rayola and some of the other guys who have maybe committed to Ohio State and then left or committed somewhere else and then came to Ohio State. So these things are not ironclad when it happens. Um, so it's a, it's great PR that Ohio State right now, as we sit here today, according to 24-7's composite rankings, Ohio State has the best recruiting class in their rankings, which is fantastic. And I love the fact the guys they've added, like say Georgia losing uh, Landon Thomas. Florida State's been on a tear lately, by the way, re- recruiting wise. They're doing really, really well. So, um, but Ohio State does have that right now. They do have the number one thing. We talk about players transferring out, and I've made mention of this before about how, you know, a lot of the times when guys leave Ohio State, they don't end up going out and excelling. Now it has happened with Joe Burrow, right? 
uh, great at LSU. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver who went to Alabama, worked out great for him. He was a first-round draft pick in the uh, NFL draft last year. But you look at other situations, there's a lot of guys who leave. Tate Martell, Emory Jones is another one. Guys who commit to Ohio State and then say, nah, back it up. Um, Jack Miller III, I'm not picking on the guy, but um, he is, he's down in Florida now, and uh, he's competing with Graham Mertz from Wisconsin to be the starting quarterback for Florida. And in their spring game, they had a lot of similar struggles Ohio State had as far as um, moving the ball on offense early on. They Their first five drives with rotating quarterbacks were just awful. But Jack Miller III left Ohio State. He had that incident where he was pulled over, and um, I don't know if he was cited for drinking and driving, or but nonetheless, he ended up leaving Ohio State and going somewhere else also. But it's just another example of guys. And I'm not bringing that up to discredit the kid, but that happens a lot where you'll see um, the guys who leave Ohio State don't necessarily go on to bigger and better things. Burrow, Williams, no doubt. Those things worked out. It does happen sometimes. But there's a lot of times, though, it doesn't. Uh, Dallin Hayden, I got some carries in the spring game. He also came out again and said, you know, it's ridiculous for him to think he was going to transfer. The Ohio State running back room is going to be just fine this year. They're going to have to run the ball effectively this year, I think, to be really good. I don't see the passing. Marvin Harrison Jr. did get involved, no doubt about it. He's, he's still, he is the best wide receiver in college football. But the offense is going to need to be more balanced, I think, this year and really rely on that running game. The offensive line has to get better. We'll see in the transfer portal if Ohio State adds some more personnel in there. I certainly would not be surprised if they did. They still could use some offensive line help. Um, the defense, though, I feel very good about where they're at. They look great. And um, uh, last practice now, so now they get a little bit of a break before they come back, start getting ready for the season. Devin Brown looks uh, – he had a – um, a pin inserted in his finger on his throwing hand. I guess he was following through on a play one time and hit someone else's helmet. That happens a lot in football. Um, had to have a pin put in there. He should be fine, though, to throw very soon, they said. No big injuries coming out of the spring game. But um, we'll keep an eye on the transporter. We'll keep you locked in, keep you posted on that, what goes on with that. But uh, this has been the Buckeye Blitz, again, by Fanstream Sports and uh, powered by DSP Media. Follow me on Twitter, at Fit Happens, and we will talk to you soon. Listen, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Great talking to you. Have a good night.